Welcome to the Infinite Devotion Podcast. Have you ever wondered how a dominant submissive dynamic can actually be loving and how it can build connection and trust over the long term? In this episode, Don and I discuss how adding dominant submissive dynamics to our already happy marriage has made us closer together, how it's brought us more love. Popular culture might not present power exchange dynamics in this way. And what we hope that you can take away from this episode is to see how it is that by incorporating these dynamics into a relationship, you can become closer, more loving, more connected, and you can fall even more in love with each other. That's what we've experienced, and we hope you enjoy hearing our story. Today we are going to talk about love in our dominant-submissive relationship and really how it's impacted and changed our marriage and also how each of us settling into these roles has made our marriage better and more loving, more kind, more fulfilling, more fulfilling really for both of us. And, you know, I know that goes against a lot of the the cultural misunderstandings of what dominance and submission is. Yeah. Like the fulfilling and kindness and loving aren't what people expect because if you go Google dom sub, you know, you see the, the memes and the pictures of stern looking men who are always in suits Usually black and white, yeah. with some desperate-looking, helpless girl who's like begging for some to get some self-worth from this like broken, insecure man. Right. And it doesn't paint a picture of love at all. And really, that's what we try to do here, in part, is to display the love that this relationship dynamic has really brought us into and why I love sharing our love with the world. Yeah, and I just want to say this, that if you took off the labels of dominance and submission and I took off my collar, our relationship is still what it is without the labels, the collar, whatever, but um, those have its own unique like meanings and, and purposes for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it really requires a person to set aside their own um, belief systems around what does this word mean mm-hmm. and what does that caller mean and actually look at the relationship and the people and what makes it so great. Like, that's the important aspect. Yeah, the, it's a really good point because the way that we relate to each other is because of the people that we are, not yes. because of the roles that we play. Exactly. And not because we are dom and sub. Right. It's like the other way around. Because we're the people that we are and because of how much we love each other, when we put our each of ourselves into the role of me of the dominant, you of the submissive, 
now we have a way to actively practice and show up for each other in a way that supports the kind of love that we want to have. Yeah. And it's been through this journey for me of turning the mirror on myself and really looking at my own patterns and who I was showing up at as and what I was bringing to the table where it was like, oh man, <laughs> this is not quite um, what I, what I want to give. Like it, it, I wasn't showing up as my best, even though I thought I was. <laughs> you were showing up as the best that you knew how to show up as. Yeah. And so was I. So, you know, when we started now, five years ago, down this path of becoming dominant and submissive, you know, neither one of us knew what we were getting into, but for me, like, as I sh worked to show up in the role of dominant, and w when I worked to be the leader, to be in charge, to, like, make decisions so you didn't have to, especially at the beginning on the things that you really wanted to not be <laughs> in charge of anymore. Right. The more that I did that, the not it like it felt really good to me. It was empowering. It felt strong, but I also noticed it impacting you. Right. Because what I what I felt in you was you now feeling like a little bit safer, a little bit calmer, a little more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think that um, I want to point out here that you really um, went down the road of like, what is dominance versus what is being a dominant? Right. Because you weren't playing a role. You were, what I saw is shifting your life into what do you want it to be and where do you want to take us like mm -hmm. there was a huge focus on and I will never ever forget this like even in our marriage but like this um, these labels and this dynamic like really helped I think you solidify your role of where do I want to take us together mm -hmm. where do I want to lead us and including me in it. You know, it reminds me of something that I wrote recently where I said like about this stage of it for me of dominance was like at this, at a certain point I was a dom, like I was a dom. Mm -hmm. You were wearing my collar and we were like, we were in a 24 seven dom sub relationship. Mm -hmm. So the way that I wrote it was I was a dom, but I was not yet dominant. Yeah. And those are not the same thing. And, you know, you hit on another point there that I think is important that in any relationship where you want some kind of this power exchange, where you want a leader and a follower, the, like, the dominant has to be the one leading. Mm -hmm. And that was like, as much as maybe I had made some decisions and kind of set a gentle course on a, like on a small day-to-day -day basis, I wasn't actually leading. I was trying to please you. 
for a lot of what our day-to-day normal life was like. Yeah, and so, you know, and that leadership was very undefined. Right. It, so there was these, like, covert contracts going on where it was, like, um, all... I don't know, like, I'll let you be in charge of this area, but I'm not going to say that you're in charge of this area and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, it, it feels wishy-washy on, you know, let's be real, in a relationship, let's say, like, there's a lot of important decisions that have to be made in any marriage, mm-hmm. right? And so you can never fully have equality in any decision-making because you're gonna come to a point, most likely, if both people are being honest, um, of, well, I want this and I want this, and they're contradictory. Mm-hmm. I wanna like live here, I wanna live there, or like whatever it is. And someone has to sacrifice. Someone, ha- someone gets there, I want, and someone gets there, like the opposite, whatever. Um, in that and like we we showed up in those ways somewhat and like without like structure to who is like the one leading the decisions there there isn't a solid foundation mm-hmm. in that yeah and this is where in our experience the amount of honesty that comes out of a dominant submissive dynamic and discussing these things, putting everything on the table with like transparency, vulnerability, openness. The way that I see it, a dom sub relationship in a way that's done like treated with love and with respect is far more based on consent than a kind of a traditional unconscious relationship between two people who don't put all that stuff on the table because then like you're saying everybody's kind of feeling around in the dark like can I actually do this or am I going to upset you I'm trying not to upset you over here and like I want this thing but I don't know if I can say it and so in in dominance and submission we lay everything on the table and it's not like, can I make the decision or can I not? We know that like where I'm going to make decisions, we know what I'm in charge of. And we've discussed how, like even what my decision-making process is like, right? You know yeah. what my values are. You know what it is that I am aiming towards, where I'm leading us. Mm-hmm. So that in order for you to let go of the control of making those decisions, and feel safe to follow me like you know where I'm going and you want to go there with me somewhat (laughs) I there's no by now I know five years into this I don't want to know everything true because otherwise it's knowledge to feel okay in my system because now I know you considered everything and and I'm gonna get my way and so now I can surrender that's not it no um so I just wanted to make that clarity because I've had to work out of thinking that I need to hear everything about your decision-making process 
and everything that that entails in order to surrender and that's not surrender that's control that's a very good point <laughs> so you know the the bigger point being that these types of relationships are very much based on consent and they're based on openness and there's not a lot of consent in a relationship that hasn't discussed who's in charge and who's not and how right. do how do we actually make decisions when there are conflicts and when there are disagreements right and so i also want to point out that our communication has like we've oh, like honed that in like the ability to just recognize your own thought patterns and the stories that you bring to a conflict mm -hmm. to a like a disagreement or whatever as they do arise your ability to be with yourself and be able to articulate that experience which is a little different on both sides mm -hmm. of the um, feminine and masculine but um, like just being able to like witness myself in how I'm showing up and how I'm communicating and communicating with love without like worrying about wrapping it up in a pretty bow so like I don't um, anger you in what I have to say like there's that's a whole nother um, conversation but like being able to be real and honest and mm -hmm open to receive and listen like that's a huge one in communication is listening it's not just talking it, it's it's really huge and it's it's especially huge for men to learn how to do because you know most men generally are pretty damn good problem solvers yeah and we're wired for that, like to seek results and to affect change mm -hmm. in, our, in our lives. And when we see someone we love having a problem and we think we have a logical solution for it, it's very natural for us to want to fix the problem. When in reality, what we have to learn about listening as men is like most of the time, the problem will solve itself or you can get to a, a solution for yourself that will be real for you if I can just sit here and hear you yeah and maybe ask questions to you to help you dig more into it for yourself instead of trying to give you my solution which might be right for me you need to find the solution for you that works for you. Mm -hmm. So just by being able to sit still and let you share and work through it yourself, a lot of times I'm doing more to help you fix, to actually fix a problem than I am by offering any solution at all. Yeah, and that's just a powerful lesson in any relationship. Yeah. The well, but it's a part of how dominance and submission has helped us be more loving to each other. Like, for me to be able to love you in the way that I can now, I had to 
figure out how to be able to not flip out when you were having big emotional reactions to things. When you were really sad or when you're angry or God forbid angry with me and how do I not like get defensive and try to fix all of this right here in the moment and just let you be angry with me. Right. Like this, my role as your dominant has made me get stronger. It's required of me that I get stronger so that I can be like, I can hold you when you are feeling chaotic. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, in experiencing you grow in that strength and you take on more leadership of our whole relationship, you know, at the beginning, we didn't jump into this and be like, well, every single decision is yours now. Like, mm. that's silly. So, you know, we, we chose certain areas that made sense to our relationship where you would lead, which was a good portion. Um, but what I realized each time that I recognized a pattern in myself of overthinking, of struggling, of like the challenge in my life that was presenting itself in like, okay, it's time to let go of this. (laughs) When I would give it to you, it would be like relief. Like, okay, I don't have to um, be in charge of that anymore. And there would be this time of like integration and recognizing where the ego tries to like pull me back into that subtlety of control. And then like that would play itself out. And then I'd be faced with another thing. And it was like, okay, it's time to like let go of this one. Mm -hmm. And the more times I continuously have gone through that, the more that I just came face to face with all the different ways that um, like I didn't really want to be in charge of decisions and that there was this freedom that came forward every single time and then I felt like I started to get a lot better at like lit like for real <laughs> giving up the control like actually letting go instead of just taking your hands an inch off of the steering wheel ready to grab it again. Right. And so it, it's just like the more that I have, like you have just um, taken the lead and shown me that through love, through devotion, through like trust building, all of that, each time like you had your own process of displaying to me that you've got it, you're strong, you like, you're the leader. And like the more I've gotten to just be like, yep, I, I want that for you, the more it's um, just brought forth pieces of me that um, couldn't be witnessed before. You used a word there, displaying. 
like when I displayed that I had strength. Mm -hmm. That's very different than just saying that I have strength. Yeah, I'm sorry. Words don't mean shit when it comes to something like that. <laughs> they really don't. Like, it's like going to the gym and saying, I'm strong. I can deadlift 400 pounds and walking up to the 400 pound deadlift bar and never picking it up. Like, yeah, I can do that. Like, <laughs> it, it literally, you like the words and the promises don't mean a damn thing. It's, it's action and it's showing up that yeah. matters. And so to kind of bring this back to like round out this point, all this stuff gets talked about in a dominant submissive dynamic because there is structure to the relationship. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're not just floating through life like, okay, we're married and now we're married. Like there is structure to how we make decisions. There's structure to who's in charge of what. It's like there are ways that we go through and live our lives that in dominance and submission we call things like rules mm -hmm. and rituals and protocols. Like there's structure to the relationship that defines what it is. Now, neither one of us are forced to be here. Right. But we can have an actual format, something that we get to practice and show up for every day that is how we live our life and how we live our in our love for each other. And that is the kind of thing that never gets talked about in most non DS relationships. It's just, it's done very differently. Mm -hmm. It's you, people just, and, and we before this did it this way, just walk through life trying not to piss the other person off and like trying not to get hurt. Like basically trying to get the other person to avoid hurting me. And then for me to try to avoid pissing you off and it's, it's like, how do we keep the peace mm -hmm. instead of, and you can never go from like trying to keep the peace mm -hmm. to a great love. No. Because no. that's all based in avoidance. It's not based in going somewhere. That's, right. that's what the structure of this relationship and the things that are discussed overtly laid out on the table in dominance and submission allow us to build a relationship that goes to amazing like that goes to 11 on a scale of 1 to 10 right and you know an important thing that I had to I kind of alluded to this already was coming face to face with um, how much more you were showing up in our relationship than I was but that being said there was an important time of when you, you know, started going down this like taking charge of your life journey. It was before, um, like you officially asked me to be your submissive. Like this was a part of it, right? Like being vulnerable enough to say, "This is what I want. This is how I want to lead us." Yeah, and I, had, I had to get gain a lot of my own inner strength just to be able to say that out loud. Right, and I I saw you t doing that before any of this even. Um, and so I know where I was before and I was very much in survival mode and we've talked about that before. We don't need to, oh, 
<laughs> talk about that one again. But um, the important thing is that you saw that about me and you didn't demand that all of a sudden I show up differently. You started taking charge and trying to shift and create space in my life that allowed me to start to just soften and it worked. I know you probably wish it would have gone faster, <laughs> but it, but the point is that <laughs> I know the point is that like that was an important aspect for me to actually like come to grips with who I am and find myself and kind of create this identity individuality because I didn't really know myself I didn't have it so all of this was happening inside of this dynamic and then eventually as I like went through more let's just call it emotional healing and surrender um, and connecting to who I am all of a sudden it was like something opened up in me and I don't know what was exactly covering it because there's like none of this happens in a vacuum all of this is related and like I know I know I showed up in the past showed up <laughs> to the extent that I could but all of that like sharing my desire with you and like like you just feeling the depths of my love I know was so affected by my hormones mm -hmm. and like during that ovulation time which I didn't even really keep track of at the time but like I would pour myself on you and want so much connection and touch and like I know that that part of it for you was like a roller coaster because it was for me too yeah. I just didn't know what roller coaster I was on well we were both living on the on the roller coaster of your cycle yeah right yeah because before and for anyone listening to this that hasn't heard this before you know it's been close to four years now that we've tracked your cycle every single day mm -hmm. for like almost four years and that like me being involved with that on an every single day basis like not just passively kind of having an idea but I started tracking it for you before you really ever wanted to be involved with it for yourself. I know, and I don't want to see your notes of how I was showing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what but I it was, was information. What I was trying to learn and what it really helped me learn was like, oh, you're not just all over the place with no rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. like, we were actually on a somewhat predictable roller coaster that went on a relatively predictable cycle once I was able to see it. Because when I couldn't see it, it just felt like I was getting my ass kicked by it. Right. And you felt like you were getting your ass kicked by it. Yeah. And then once, like, once I started keeping track and I could realize things like, oh, that, like, when it seems like you are showing up like that, that's always here in, like, days 10 through 15, like, that's just normal for them. Mm -hmm. And then on days like 22 through 25, it's like, there's a, there's a monster in you and it like, and sass and like, <laughs> and also like very, very sensitive to 
like anything that I might do that upsets you. Yeah. Was you would be way more triggered by something at like that time in your cycle versus yeah. others. And, like all of this stuff where all of a sudden it didn't feel like I was getting my ass kicked by it. It was like here comes like here comes the fun part. Here comes yeah. the like the scary part. <laughs> <laughs> And like you could see, like I could see ahead of myself what was hap- what was happening, because up until that, really we were just on a ride of your cycle and how your cycle was affecting us, with no idea of the ride that we were on. Like our both of our eyes were closed. Right. And so my overall point in all of that was like really just recognizing that um, this requires like real re- for relationships to be the best that they can be really requires both people to be all in Mm -hmm. and to give like for me it feels good to give love to you endlessly and like I would have always said that about myself but it's been through this journey that my eyes have really been opened at the the bigger beauty of what that can and possibility and abundance of what that can really be like on a day-to-day basis when I take just the focus off what am I receiving and what like what am I getting from you mm-hmm. well and that that's a great transition into the next point I wanted to talk about which is that this really does come into balance. There's a giving and a receiving that dominance and submission has allowed us to access. Mm-hmm. Where, like, there is this energy that runs between you and me. And it, like, it will always find its balance. And if it I've used this analogy before of how electricity, right? It has to run in a circuit. Mm-hmm. We don't just have a wire that runs electricity to you, like to the receptacle, and then you plug into it. The electricity runs through the receptacle and back to where it came from, and it has to make that full circuit. Anywhere in that circuit that that wire gets cut, all the power goes out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that in a relationship anywhere that the giving and receiving the energy that moves between us the love the desire the affection anywhere that that gets cut or limited down in some way it limits all the rest of the energy and the love between us mm-hmm. so you know what that has really meant for us is both of us choosing to show up every single day and give as much as we can to this right and to our side of the of the dumb sub dynamic Mm -hmm. which means like you staying out of the dumb role and me staying out of the sub role like you don't get to be in charge and i don't let you right and i would have always said i don't want to be in charge but i know i did that plenty (laughs) yep you and I would have said, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to control this, actually. Yep. Some would call that topping from the bottom. Yeah. And and really, it's um, more often that than not, it's succumbing to fear and mm-hmm. living underneath that. 
Yeah. So, you know, I think in, in a lot of cases, and it was this way for me before, it, it's like, I'm waiting for you to give me what I need. So, because I really do feel like I need you to give to me in order for me to have the energy to give back to you. Yeah. And let's be real. Like we do need to receive that from our partners, mm -hmm. right? And, and you would and have at times told me like, you need more from me. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's unmet, there's something unmet in you or something that you're craving more of. And like when, and it, it can go this way. It doesn't for us anymore because we've made this commitment so deeply to show up for each other. But it really can go this way where like your partner asking for more from you triggers like a, I'm not enough. Like I'm not doing good enough. Like, or like, it doesn't matter how much I give. They always want more. Like all of the inse the insecurity that can be triggered by your partner asking for more when they're really saying like, I love you and I want more love from you. Right. And then when you would share that with me, I would feel like, okay, now anything I give is just going to feel like I'm giving to you because you asked for it. Like that's not going to feel good either. Mm -hmm. And this, this kind of brings me back. I'm sorry. If you had somewhere else you were going with that, I want you to finish that thought because the, going off on a tangent you are good at tangents a very <laughs> the the commitment has to be to show up and give everything that we possibly can every single day right and if you come to me or I come to you and say I need more rather than trying to convince each other that you don't actually need more and what I give you should be enough for you to say, I want to give you everything that I can possibly give. So if, if there's something that you're needing more of, I want to find a way to do it. And when we both like buy in that fully to, to that, like that's just letting the electricity stay running through that wire because then we're never getting to a point where I'm waiting for you to give more so that I can have the energy to give back to you. Right. And I do want to make an important distinction here because this is not a giving all in doing. This is not like these chores are yours and these chores are mine. Like that's really not what this is about. And so, um, you know, at one point earlier in our relationship, we did that five love languages quiz mm -hmm. and my top two were, um, physical touch, touch and, and physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> Physical touch, yes, and acts of service. Mm -hmm. And yours were words of affirmation and physical touch. Mm -hmm. And, oh man, I felt like I failed over and over and over again at giving you words of affirmation. And I just did not understand why. I'm like, why is this so hard? And But it would also, to be honest, it was also like, what do I compliment you on? Like, what am I praising? What, like, what am I, what am I speaking to? And that was also at a point in our relationship where you were showing up differently, mm -hmm. right? Not but the I, man that I am now, for sure. But I also didn't under, 
I didn't understand what I do now. And so watching you go into experiencing you, not just watching, um, grow into what it truly means to be dominance and feel my like physical bodies, my being's response to you has like that and along with, you know, all the emotional healing has opened up something in me that is like, I have to tell you all these things. I have to share with you the appreciation for the ways that you lead me and take care of me and protect, provide, love me, like all of that. This admiration is so big. And like that's been a beautiful part of this like unfolding for us because like there like words the love languages thing is great and all but it it's not all of it and what you also needed to experience was more ongoing desire from me for who you were and all that you are and that's where i was completely missing the point there well and let's be real though when like when i take that test and words of affirmation are what like what the test says that i need more of okay yes when you would have like when you would build me up by sharing how much you loved me it did something for me yeah but when i originally took that test there was not a lot of greatness to affirm in me because words of affirmation, like you're affirming something that you see is true and real. Right. And I was not the kind of man who deserved a, a lot of affirmation or who was worthy. Like I was worthy of being loved, but there was a lot of me that did not need to be affirmed. It needed to be killed. Mm-hmm. And you did far more for me with your words of destruction I mean, never in a mean way, but in calling me out where I was out of integrity and where I needed to be better and not accepting that. Right. Like that was also very affirming in a way because it was affirming in me where I needed to be better. It was showing me where I was not the man that I could be. Yeah. And when a man wants to to be given words of affirmation, what what he's really needing is to be the kind of man who deserves it. Yes. And that's what I've like experienced all of that shift in you in the last f- five plus years. And it's been incredible to witness and experience. Well, and it feels so much better, right? Like you, if you were to give, like give me words of affirmation because that's what the test said that I needed and you want to you want to give to me what I need but you were searching for words to give me and not finding them not because you weren't good at finding them because they weren't there to be found yet yeah I was like how many different ways can I say I love you yeah like (laughs) now like when you share with me how you receive me and how you witness me what like what I am to you it is just real genuine like overflow of truth yeah and that's what like now you're affirming something that is real about me that i've worked for Mm -hmm. and so what does that feel like for you to experience 
that admiration from me. It really does feel like affirmation. Like it's, you're not telling me something I don't already know about or feel about myself. Like when you're building me up, it's, you're, you're building up something that's already there. In the past, I would want those words from you because I was trying to have your words help me create a sense of self-worth that didn't exist. Yeah. And so now when you say it, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I'm glad you see what's true. Because I already know this about myself and I believe it to be true because I know who I am. And, and I can say that with a lot of confidence and a lot of groundedness, but also with humility, because I know what it took for me to be the man that I am. And I know how damn hard I had to work to earn it. Yeah. And I was going to say that before I would have labeled you as confident, but now I experience the true confidence and when you when you believe in yourself and when when I hear you say like those things about yourself too like I don't know it just like it it speaks it in something in speaks to something in me it's like I guess it my system receives that as like strength and belief in yourself and therefore is like softening to my whole being like the belief in yourself is important and so you hear men who are afraid of being dominant because they don't you know they're good men. They have good hearts. They don't want to be a jerk. You know, the, the two words that always come up are, I don't want to be a jerk and an asshole. Yeah, the, but dominant doesn't equate to that. No, but in their head it does because right. in some ways it means having boundaries. Like, I do need to be very firm with you sometimes. I do need to set set strong boundaries. I need to somehow contain all of the chaos that is you mm -hmm. while still allowing your true essence to be free. Right, because chaos needs structure. And so it can feel like having boundaries and, you know, let, let's face it, we don't live in a world that makes it seem like it's okay to tell another person what to do. Right. And there is a certain part of this relationship where I do tell you what to do. And I love it. <laughs> well, and I love it too, because I know that when I do tell you what to do, I'm telling you what to do for your own good, for my good, and for the good of this, of this dynamic in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And you have a felt trust. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I, like, I know this to be true. Well, I was going to add, like, I feel the love and the trust in everything, like both ways, the love and devotion, the care, the heart, like mm -hmm. it's not without heart. Right. And so if there's, if telling you what to do or bossing you around 
like putting that in quotes yep. makes your life better makes our relationship better makes both of us happier and brings more love into the present like is that being a jerk or an asshole no or is that just being loving <laughs> like um it's being dominant it's being strong it's yeah the the fear of jerkiness and um of being an ass is really thinking that you can't be strong and have a heart yeah because most men have never and frankly most women also have never experienced a man who can be strong and have his heart right yeah it's also you know the difference in confidence versus arrogance so how do those feel different to you oh <laughs> or how would you describe the difference uh, first good question um it's i don't know i just feel it in my body i can f because it comes across in body language it comes across in tone it comes across in word choice like the difference um I don't know it's it arrogance comes from an insecurity and I just can feel that and it feels like garbage it's disgusting to my system so I can't really I'm sure if I sat here long enough but we're not gonna <laughs> sit here and let me think to try to come up with how I would describe the difference but it's felt mm -hmm. one of the ways that it's definitely experienced is that a confident man will be comfortable with some silence in a conversation in yes. a conversation where an insecure man or an arrogant man will much more often need to fill all of that silence with his own words and opinions yeah I guess I could also yes and maybe this is getting at something else but um, even just a man's ability to have the conversation like that in itself if what he brings to talk about will show me insecurity or a groundedness confidence as well all of that comes back to what we said earlier in this conversation about the importance of listening yeah and how that is an essential piece of being a strong man and being able to be loving while being strong is yeah. being able to just listen yeah absolutely and you can't listen when you're talking or trying to figure out what you're going to say next yep i definitely had to learn that um if through our relationship and communication <laughs> I'm sorry for all the times I didn't listen very well. <laughs> the, the big picture here is that dumb subdynamics, when they are lived with heart and with care, with a willingness to both show up and bring all of yourself, mm -hmm. and also a willingness to let the other person show up and bring all of themselves yeah 
are actually like in our experience has been the most profound experience of love absolutely and perceptions from the outside world of what their definitions of those words mean or of what you know what they've seen of dumb sub in movies or porn or whatever else mm -hmm. is is oftentimes very different than the reality of this so these kinds of this way of organizing a relationship and putting everything on the table and being very transparent with how the relationship works is a really valuable way to bring more love into a relationship and I think that's the the big point of the conversation that we've had here today yeah and you know in order to truly uncover who I am what I've recognized is that you've received me in love when I feel like I'm at my worst and you've done the same for me right and like again labels aside it, that's the depth of like what love is and how this can evolve but but with like it's possible in the within the labels within the relationship dynamic mm -hmm. and gosh I've learned I've learned what love truly is I've learned how to open my heart which has allowed me to give and receive love for real freely and connect to this divine love that's in me and it's infinite and I have to give it and I want to give it all. This is a great talk today. I appreciate you having it with me. My pleasure, sir. Thank you. <laughs>